Hey guys, Boomer here. Um, just wanted to welcome you back to the grind scheme of things. And today we're going to be talking about how to find the love of your life. Now, if um, of course you're listening to this around the time of year, which is known as uh, Valentine's Day, you're already you know maybe uh, all ears about how to find the love of your life. But but here's the good news, or here's the bad news. Um, you misheard me when I said this is about finding the love of your life. What do I mean by that? Well. When you hear finding the love of your life, usually you're going to hear that like an externalized effort. What I'm talking about here is, uh, you know, what I mean by externalized effort is finding the love of your life as someone who's out there who you can objectify and make the love of your life. And that's not what this is about. What this is about is finding the love of your life. And really, my uh, belief is that when you find the love of your life as your life itself it's easier to really find the love of your life if there is such a right or you can identify easier someone who you can share that love of your life with with okay all right so that being said i'm also going to tie this into uh, my recent viewing of the film bohemian rhapsody um, which features of course uh, well it's about the, the life uh, of uh, Freddie Mercury, Bohemia, uh, and the lead singer of Queen, and it's called Bohemian Rhapsody. So I got a chance to take a look at that, and I wanted to just share a couple of things that really touched me in that film that I feel are so appropriate and so relevant to this whole idea of finding the love of your life. So maybe working backwards. Um, in the end, he does find love. Now, you might think it's not a love story. No, it's, it is and it isn't, right? Because there's definitely uh, some tones of love uh, in there as far as just what he was looking for in relationship Um um, yeah, in relationships, the beginning, in the middle, and towards the end. Uh, but in the end, he does end up finding the love uh, of his life and a love of his life. And um, and so at the beginning, there's a scene where he's just finished maybe doing a few rounds of performances with his team or his band. And he's talking to his girlfriend and, he, and you know, she asks him, you know, what's it like singing to all those people, Right. And here's one of the things that um, he says, uh, or his response to that question, to, uh, the question of what what was it like? She asked him, what was it like singing for all those people? And he says, well, I kn- when I know they're listening, when I know I really have them, I couldn't sing off key if I tried. I'm exactly the person I was always meant to be. I'm not afraid of anything. And if we just stop there, there's so much that is so rich and filled with this idea that, you know, when you're really given your gift, right, when you embrace your gift, when you embrace who you are and what you bring to the table and you recognize it, you know, who you get to become is exactly a function of your own architect, right? And you get to design exactly the person you were always meant to be. There's a courage that comes with that. And therefore, as he says here, I'm not afraid of anything. So finding the love of your life, you could say, right? If you work backwards, really begins with having a fear of nothing. And sometimes you could say it's the byproduct of actually becoming or embracing the exact person you were always meant to be. You know, this, I, I think in quotes sometimes, and I think, you know, one of the quotes that came to my mind, sort of self-inquiry generated was, you know, one of the goals in life is really to die uh, fully in love with the character that you play, right? Um, and there's just something special 
about really embracing and loving the character that you get to play in your life. And that's one, maybe perhaps, of the signals that you can look for when um, you're struggling with trying to figure out how to find the love of your life is really finding the character you want to play, right? And playing that full out. The other section of the movie where he talks about this, uh, or he touches on this whole notion of sort of self-invention, um, is at the end, towards Live Aid. They're about to perform. And he's just told his band about... Uh, having AIDS and you know they're about to say something and he's sort of like uh, he's like look just stop for right now it's between us he just tells them hey you know, what I just shared with you is incompetent and he says you know alright just us so please if any of you fuss about it frown about it worst of all if you bore me with your sympathy that's just seconds wasted seconds that could be used making which is all I want to do with the time I have left. I don't have time to be their victim, their AIDS poster boy, their cautionary tale. No, I decide who I am. I'm going to be what I was born to be, a performer who gives the people what they want. Touch of the heavens. Freddie fucking Murphy. You're a legend, Fred. You're bloody right I am. We're all legends. But you're right. I am a legend. And they all start to chuckle, right? There's, again, just the, the heavy hitting, as they say in the vernacular today, facts of self-embrace. Owning up to what you, who you are. How much time you have to get it done and just delivering on it, right? And, and, and in this section here, when he says, I decide who I am, I'm going to be what I was born to be, a performer. That's his declaration of ownership of his gifts and his talent. And the impact of that is he gets to give people what they want, which is what? A touch of the heavens, you know? And if you're interested in finding love in whatever way, form, or shape that it takes in your life, that's isn't that what you really want to give the other person, right? And well, in order for you to be able to do that, is there is a a, a level of um, deciding who you're going to be and be being who you were born to be. And in his case, it's a performer for you. It could be music. It could be teaching. It could be education. It could be you know, you name it, marketing. So all that said, in the end, he ends up saying, you know, yeah, I'm a legend. Or someone declares he's a legend. He's like, yeah, you know what? I am. And you all, you all are too, but you're right. I am a legend. And so there's even another layer of that. You know, when you get to fully embrace who you are, give people what they want. Yeah, there is a legendariness to that. And some, that's just, uh, that's just priceless. Who doesn't want to be that, right? In their sort of divine right mind. So, um, you know, all that said, I hope that today you find the love of your life so that even if you already have a love of your life outside of you in a partner, um, that they can get more of a touch of the head because of your love of your life, right? Um, and then I want to close out with this. In the end, he also finds love in a relationship with someone who he met along the way who um, challenged him 
you know, it was a late night party. They were just talking and he said, look, when you're ready, um, when you're ready to be your own best friend, that's when you can come into my life. Right. And that guy uh, ended up just disappearing and saying, gave him his name, but he didn't give him anything else. And so Freddie Mercury ends up actually doing, going on a long search to try to find him. And of course, by the end of the movie, they end up connecting. But that's the person who really challenged him to find himself in a way, you know, I guess in, uh, beyond the layer of being the, the performer. But also finding who he was as a as a human being, you know, uh, uh, that really wanted love. So that's that. So that's you know, I guess maybe Freddie Mercury's uh, formula <laughs> for finding the love of your life, um, as told by yours truly here. So I hope you've enjoyed this. I hope this does help you sort of have a little bit of perspective on um, finding the love of your life, and that that supports you in finding the love of your life externally. And that you both get a chance to experience a touch of the heavens because you're both people who are deciding who you are and who you're going to be. And um, that's that. So I love you guys. I appreciate you. Thank you for listening. Leave a comment. Click that applaud button somewhere in here. Make sure this podcast is one of your favorites so that whenever new stuff comes out, you get to listen to it and hear it first. And uh, if you want to learn more about me and my work, you can head over to booyadu.com. That's B-U-I-H-E-M-A-D-U.com. And uh, or to uh, continue to hopefully provide a drop of the heavens as I work on my journey to become well. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. Appreciate you. Take care. Hey guys, Boomadu here with the Grand Scheme of Things. Doing actually, while the credits are rolling, I just finished watching the movie The Equalizer 2. Um, I know um, it's like totally horrible to not see the first part of a sequel, right? Um, I'm very linear like that. But today, I followed through, took the risk, and <clears throat> started watching. Um, started watching, uh, you know, or went to the movies to see Equalizer 2. And, uh,. <clears throat> You know, I get the gist of it, but I'll tell you for just a quick movie review. If you are, of course, uh, a Denzel Washington fan, definitely check it out. Um, lots of action. Uh, if you are into people getting punched, cut, sliced, diced, kicked, yep, there's some of that too. If you're into like sort of like a, a sort of a subconscious message of, of self empowerment and um, you know the power of, of family and the power of relationships and the power of you know. Um, mentored a child or guided i mean there's all these like sort of pieces right that all come together in the whole uh, mosaic of the film and um and so without spoiling it um i'll tell you that it's an extraordinary movie you should check it out and um before my phone passes out on me here i think i got a few few percentage points left uh definitely check it out it's worth just the penny or whatever it is that you pay for it whether you catch it on a matinee or on a friday night um equalizer two i give it um two grinds up um or two grind scheme thumbs up i should say so check it out guys and um that's it no call to action here just (laughs) besides go check out equalizer two support denzel i guess if that's how it all works and um yeah experience that all right guys thanks a lot for listening to the grind scheme of things and uh whatever you do whatever you choose to decide do something that you enjoy 
uh, take a moment to do that over the course of a weekend. And the last tune in the soundtrack is actually pretty cool. So I'm going to figure out what that tune was and also put that on replay because it sounds very cool and empowering um also notice the theme of books in the movie i wonder if anyone can get back to me and let me know like what's the whole idea with the themes of the book in the movie maybe it would have been something i would have caught in the first film but there was just this thing about books throughout the film that i just can't quite piece together so uh all right so yeah let me know about that if you've seen the movie the first movie and or know what that whole thing is about all right guys appreciate you talk to y'all soon take care